want you to hit me as hard as you can. This talented man of mystery proved to be more than just your average heartthrob. Josh Hartnett always seemed to surprise us with his next film. Just when you think you've figured the guy out, he goes and does something completely different. Totally being just, you know, too cool for school in every genre. Josh Hartnett is a master at the subtlety of cinematic acting, excelling in silence. His characters are usually quiet, you know, the strong silent type. Sometimes there's not much dialogue, but he delivers the power of many, many monologues with just one look. One really squinty look. Like a spaghetti western squint. But with more of a late 90s vibe? Yeah, that's right, if you mixed Clint Eastwood with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Johnny Depp, you would get Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett truly captured our hearts in a net. His face was on all of those magazines that I don't read, and it was pretty gosh darn obvious that he hated every single moment of it. But did his star rise too fast? Were the pressures of Hollywood just too much for this young lad? Or did he find happiness just doing his own thing? Or maybe Josh Hartnett is just getting started. 20 years from now, how are you going to remember this experience no matter what happens to your career? How can I say that? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to me 20 years from now. I don't have a plan for tomorrow, so we'll see. For a while, it seemed like Josh Hartnett was going to be the biggest thing ever. And he was for a little bit. This guy had a chance to be Batman, Superman, Brokeback Mountain Man. But the question remains, why did he turn away those opportunities? So, what happened? I mean, excuse me, what the f happened? What the f happened to Josh Hartnett? I just want to take this time to say thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe, and make sure you click that bell to get those notifications for future content. Now, back to the show. But to truly understand what happened to Josh Hartnett, we must start at the beginning, and the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1978. Minnesota. At the age of 19, he got his break when he landed a role in the ABC drama Cracker. The show was canceled after just 16 episodes, but Josh Hartnett received high praise for his performance in this series. People started to notice this talented young fella. After doing several commercials, Josh Hartnett would land a role in the sequel to Halloween, Halloween H2O 20 years later, in 1998. All eyes were on his talented pretty face and Josh Hartnett would receive nominations from the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards and the MTV Movie Awards for favorite newcomer and breakthrough male performance. Joshy Boy would next follow that up by appearing in Robert Rodriguez's The Faculty. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets The Breakfast Club, but in 1998. And Josh Hartnett is so good at playing the bad boy in this one. A misunderstood bad boy. And I truly enjoy watching The Faculty every time I watch it. It's just a fun sci-fi horror movie that I feel like they don't make anymore. Hartnett has now proven himself to be a true up-and-coming star. And Sofia Coppola sure took notice of that and quickly casted him in her debut film, The Virgin Suicides. 
1999, one of the greatest years of film ever. Box. Hey. The Virgin Suicides proved to be a critical hit and a true celebration of misguided youth. Josh Hartnett's next film would be the drama Here on Earth. This was an overly schmaltzy box office bomb. However, Hartnett would receive a Teen Choice Award nomination for Choice Breakout Star. So, you know, uh, that's something. You know what I'm really doing up there, Richie? What's that? Your mother. The year 2001 is when the world would see Josh Hartnett truly break out into the big leagues, starring in Ridley Scott's masterpiece, Black Hawk Down. And although this film has an amazing ensemble cast, it is Josh Hartnett who holds the film together. And it's Josh Hartnett who is always alone in the posters. The film managed to pull in 173 million at the worldwide box office and would revolutionize the way filmmakers shoot war sequences. Again, Josh Hartnett would receive a nomination from those Teen Choice Awards for Choice Male Actor in a Drama Slash Action Film. Although Black Hawk Down is rated R, so I'm not exactly sure how these teens were watching it. Josh Hartnett's next film would be something called Blow Dry, which has been called lame and unfunny. This was followed by Oh! It's one of those modern-day high school adaptations of a Shakespeare tale. This time it was Othello, but you know, they just called him Oh! And Oh! Did this not do much? I don't know. His next film was Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. This movie would make Josh Hartnett reconsider the path of his career. Josh Hartnett said that he was very unsure about taking this role in Pearl Harbor. He actually kind of liked where he was in terms of fame. He was just famous enough to be successful, but not too famous where he couldn't walk down the streets. But he knew that doing Pearl Harbor would change all of that and shoot him high up into a place in the industry that he wasn't sure he wanted to be. But of course, ultimately Josh Hartnett decided to do Pearl Harbor. He didn't want the fear of fame to control his choices. But kind of unfortunately, Pearl Harbor became the movie that defined him as an actor at that time which only validated his initial reluctancy. Pearl Harbor is one big, loud, long mess of a movie, with poor Josh Hartnett thrown in the middle, trying his best to save it, but he just couldn't. Hartnett would receive a Razzie nomination for Worst Screen Couple alongside Ben Affleck and Kate Beckinsale. However, this huge, long, loud, horrible mess of a movie did make $450 million at the box office, then Josh Hartnett would be in one of the biggest box office bombs ever made in a truly amazing classic ensemble cast, Town and Country. However, his star was still on the rise and he was still able to book leading man roles like in 40 Days and 40 Nights about a guy who decides not to have sex for 40 days. 
However, audiences actually showed up to this one and it made nearly $100 million. And Josh Hartnett and his co-star would be nominated for Choice Chemistry at that year's Teen Choice Awards. Again, I ask, how is it that these teens are watching these R-rated movies? His next film would be a trio of badly reviewed box office flops, starting with the horrendous Hollywood homicide. I feel like this was supposed to establish Josh Hartnett as the next Harrison Ford, but it did not. It was just a notoriously unfunny bomb. Then came Wicker Park. It's a very interesting American remake of the French thriller The Apartment, and I've never really heard anybody ever mention this film, except for a good friend of mine who claims that Wicker Park is his second favorite film of all time. So yeah, that must mean something. But unfortunately, Wicker Park did not make very much money at the box office because I, I think my friend was the only one who went to go see it. And last, there was Mozart and the Whale, where I respect him for trying something new. He plays a man with a form of autism in this true-life love story, but unfortunately it only managed to make $84,000 at the box office. Yes, $84,000 of a $12 million budget. Josh Hartnett would next be seen in the opening and closing scenes of Robert Rodriguez's adaptation of Sin City. Joshy Boy's bookended scenes are quite interesting, actually, because they were shot as basically green screen test footage to convince Frank Miller to help bring this film to life. And of course, this test footage was so good that it made its way into the finished feature film. Sin City would go on to make $160 million off a $40 million budget, and is quite the visual feast to gaze your eyes upon. And of course, Josh Hartnett's smooth acting really gets us into the mood of this gritty noir extravaganza. I love her. His next film would be a compilation film called Stories of Lost Souls, and it went direct to video. Then Josh Hartnett would team up with one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, Ryan De Palma, in a film that is not one of the greatest of all time, Black Dahlia. Josh Hartnett was able to beat out some powerhouse actors for this one, such as Michael Douglas and Johnny Depp. Even though this one had all the makings of a great movie, it just didn't come together. And it failed at the box office. And unfortunately for Josh Hartnett, he was contractually obligated to be in this movie and had to turn down Brokeback Mountain. Which leaves us asking, would Brokeback have gotten Josh an Oscar nomination and a career boost like it did for Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal? The world may never know. I've seen the movie. I've got you. So you don't like my taste in art? I don't think that's a crime. And then Josh Hartnett did what some would call unthinkable. He turned down the opportunity to be Bruce Wayne in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. And once again, that leaves us asking the question, do you think that this super bat would have pushed Josh's career to amazing heights? The world may never know. And it was around this same time that he turned down a 100 million three movie deal to play Superman. That's right, Superman. 
Which leaves us asking that question again, would Superman have pushed Josh up to superstardom? Would it have paved the way for an amazing career? The world may never know. But Josh Hartnett says the reason for turning down these super duper roles was very simple. He never wanted to be that kind of actor. He never wanted to be at the top. And he just did not want that spotlight of fame shining down directly on him. And Josh Hartnett claims that being famous has actually had a massive effect on his mental health in a negative way. Plus, he was very scared of comic book typecasting. He did not want to be a superhero. Josh Hartnett's goal has always been to work with people he cares about on projects that he cares about. Although he does greatly regret not working with Christopher Nolan. But just you wait, Joshy boy. Just you wait. And many claim that these superhero rejections rubbed the studios the wrong way. And studios only like to be rubbed the right way. However, Josh Hartnett would bounce back from those failures with a pretty spectacular flick called Lucky Number Slevin. It's got a plot that keeps you guessing and some truly great dialogue, much of which is delivered by Josh Hartnett's mouth. And of course, he crushes it. And even though there were some critics who called this one a wannabe Pulp Fiction, audiences would still show up to this one. It made a profit. Like I said, I don't know. <laughs> Then in 2007, we would see Josh Hartnett appear in the boxing box office failure, resurrecting the champ, followed by something called Stories USA. Yet he would end the year of 2007 on a very high note in the comic book adaptation 30 Days of Night. Not to be confused with 40 Days and 40 Nights. But those pesky critics who don't know what they're talking about called this one a mediocre vampire flick. But I absolutely love the plot. An Alaskan town is tormented by vampires, and they ain't got no sun for 30 days. So there's absolutely nothing to stop these bloodsuckers, except for Josh Hartnett. And it made a healthy 75.5 million at the box office. 30 Days of Night seems to be the last major motion picture that starred Josh Hartnett. So the last time that we saw Josh Hartnett as a leading man on the silver screen was in the year 2007. Try to wrap your puny little human brain around that. Josh Hartnett was once deemed the next big thing. He was just not excited by the roles that the major studios were offering. Then you combined that with Josh Hartnett finding love with actress Tamsin Egerton. They met while making the film The Lovers in 2013. And together the two started a family. And because of this family thing, Josh Hartnett would take a step back from mainstream movie making. Although, you know, he still needed to make a living, so Josh Hartnett would pop up in smaller indie projects for the next few years. Smaller films that didn't make much waves anywhere. But Mr. Hartnett claims that he is very proud of the following films that nobody's ever seen. Films like August, I Come With The Rain, Bun Raku, Girl Walks Into A Bar, Stuck Between Stations, Parts Per Billion, Wild Horses, Oh Lucy, The Ottoman Lieutenant, Six Below, She's Missing, Inherit The Viper, Valley of the Gods, 
Most Wanted, aka Target Number One, and Ida Red in 2001. Hey, that's this year! Josh Hartnett made most of these films outside the traditional Hollywood movie machine, which he says helped him stay sane after having such a massive and public early success. He also enjoyed the smaller shooting schedules on these films, as it meant he was never away from his family for too long. Of course, during this time, Joshy Boy did manage to star in a well-received Showtime series, Penny Dreadful, which wasn't dreadful. Critics said it had superb acting, and Josh Hartnett plays a gunslinging cowboy American werewolf in London, and you know what, his cowboy werewolf performance? It reminded me why Josh Hartnett is Josh Hartnett. It was great to see him again in something so well made, portraying such an interesting, complex character, truly giving me hope that Josh Hartnett has more up his sleeve. And then in the year 2020, Hartnett and Hart would team up in Die Hart, playing himself. So glad you're here, man. This is gonna change your life. I mean, when Ron finished with me, I shot Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, Hollywood Homicide. Should've probably left the last one out. Also in the year 2020, Josh Hartnett would star in the Southern Gothic mystery series, Paradise Lost. In 2021, hey, that's this year, Josh Hartnett would appear as White Man in the HBO Max documentary series, Exterminate All the Brutes. But we gotta credit filmmaker Guy Ritchie with reigniting Josh Hartnett's passion for making movies again. Ritchie was getting ready to film his Jason Statham film, Wrath of Man, when one of the lead actors suddenly dropped out, and Guy Ritchie knew that Josh Hartnett didn't live too far. So, just like that, Josh Hartnett was back making well-received, theatrically-released films that pulled a profit, as Wrath of Man would be called a fun, action-packed thrill ride, and it would make over 100 million at the box office. Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham, and Josh Hartnett must have gotten along quite well while making Wrath of Man because they immediately reunited for their next project, Operation Fortune. Fort Fortune. It's an upcoming action spy comedy where I think this actor plays an actor, which is always fun. You're an actor. Act. <laughs> okay, <coughs> I'm ready. Let's go to work. He will also be seen in the upcoming series The Fear Index. Looks very promising. And of course, Josh Hartnett's true return to massive Hollywood filmmaking will be when he appears in Christopher Nolan's highly anticipated Oppenheimer. We still don't know who he will be playing in this movie, but Oppenheimer is scheduled to be released in the year 2023. The future. Finally giving Josh Hartnett a chance to work with the Batman director himself, Christopher Nolan. And you know what? This makes me think that sometimes you just gotta wait for the right time. And maybe Batman Begins wasn't the right time. Maybe Oppenheimer is. Yay, Oppenheimer. I'm Batman. Josh Hartnett is an actor who rose through the ranks fairly fast and quickly became disillusioned with what the idea of fame truly meant. Those red carpets were just not the place for Josh Hartnett, 
Josh Hartnett realized early on that he did not like the path that his film career was taking. The independent artiste was screaming inside. So Josh Hartnett made a conscious decision to step back in order to keep his sanity in the insane world that is Hollyweird. And of course, he loves his family very much and never wanted to be away from them for too long, which meant only taking jobs that were filmed near his home in England. But it appears that we are on a true verge of a massive Hartnet essence. A, a renaissance of Josh Hartnett, that is. The man who once hated seeing himself on all those covers of all those magazines that I never read, I swear, has matured into an actor who is taking on more complex roles that have truly reinvigorated his passion for acting. So nobody should give a f about what the f happened to Josh Hartnett, because he's doing just fine. Thank you for watching our show. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Videos channel. Tell your friends who like this sort of content and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all of our latest videos. We're an independent company and we appreciate all your support.